It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your host, James Rapine. You might notice that, hey, we're on uh, the internet. There's video of us, and James is, you know, looking off into the distance, being real pretty. We've got a whole show for you today. The Bengals had their mock turtle soup day. We're going to be on YouTube in the future. Today for the show, we're going to cover Joe Burrow being fully cleared for the preseason, what that means and what we should expect from him in preseason, in training camp. We've got a bunch of injury updates today and they will have pretty significant impacts on this team as well and some roster moves to talk about. And one of those roster moves will be the Sam Hubbard signing. James, I gave a little bit of an overview yesterday. We had an emergency podcast, but You and I can have a little bit more conversation today. Unfortunately, we don't have full terms of that deal yet, but we will get to that a little bit later. Let's start with the news of the day, though, James. Joe Burrow fully cleared, announced by Zach Taylor at the Mock Turtle Soup Media Day that you were in attendance at. So how was the Mock Mm -hmm. Turtle Soup? It was good. I I enjoyed it. It was a perfect start to to the meal and what was a, a really good meal at Paul Brown Stadium. It was great to see people again, and it kind of felt normal. But uh, it, it was really, really good to, to taste a little of that mock turtle soup. And then we had a, a little fillet action for lunch, and then you, you finish up with a little sherbet. So it was a uh, a really, really good lunch filled with uh, some good news, as you mentioned, for Joe Burrow. And, and it's funny, Jake. I was thinking about this. You called it before OTAs that Burrow was going to be out there and he was going to be throwing, and I got it completely wrong. But I called it about the fully cleared. So together, that's why our listeners should listen to Locked On Bengals because with Jake and James, one of us is bound to get it right. 
Yeah, when you put us together, somebody <laughs> is is probably correct. Uh, before we dive too far into this Joe Burrow stuff, which we will in just a second. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, welcome to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. If you've never seen us before, I do want to make a note for anybody watching the video. When I look over here or when James is looking somewhere else, that just means we're looking at stuff for the podcast. You never know where the information is. For me, my second screen is over here. My camera's up here, so it's a little bit, you know, weird when I'm trying to get information or, or have to refer to things. So I just want to say that little housekeeping note for anybody watching the video. And I hope you guys like the video. It's, it's a new thing we're doing now. We're excited for it. We're excited for any new audience that we find that discovers us via YouTube. And uh, we hope you like the show. James, without further ado, we, we've talked about it a little bit. Let's get into the full celebration that is Joe Burrow being fully cleared and, and tellingly, after we talked to Brian Callahan just a couple days ago and he said, you know, we'll kind of figure it out. We'll see what the plan is. Zach Taylor today says he'll participate in 11 on 11. You can only protect him so much. This is football. He's got to be back out there. And if he's cleared, well, that means he's cleared. That means that we can deal with a little bit of potential incidental contact because it's not like quarterbacks are getting hit anyway. Exactly. And I think these defensive linemen, and I get it, I, you know, you've heard Trey Hendrickson say, or, or, or people say Trey Hendrickson's motor doesn't stop. At the same time, I highly doubt these guys aren't going to be on notice. And I don't even know if the coaches need to say anything because that's your leader, right? Like, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, anyone in, I guess Tom Brady would be a bad example, but let's use Peyton Manning in 1999. I don't think any Indianapolis Colts players, uh, I think they knew better then to get near the merchandise, right? And Joe Burrow's the merchandise, and he's the guy. And uh, the fact that he's fully cleared, it's great because he can participate in 11-on-11. 11 11. Hopefully we can see him go up against, uh, you know, this defense, this remade defense early and often during training camp because odds are we're not going to see Joe in the preseason. Now here's the, the interesting thing about it. Mike Brown's basically said that, hey, he's probably not going to be out there for preseason games. But then Zach Taylor was like, yeah, we'll see. And, and, and it didn't really give us a, a definitive answer. But I don't know about you, Eileen. Uh, I, I lean with the owner here. I think more likely than not, the first time we see Joe Burrow under center in full uniform will be on September 12th against the Vikings. Yeah, I think that, you know, Zach Taylor's learned from the AJ Green injury and onwards to hedge his bets a little bit and not say, you know, never say never kind of thing because you never know what might change. And I, I actually really liked his quote when he was talking about it. He was talking about, you never know what he needs to get that. I don't remember what his exact words were, but it was to get that feeling, to get that rush or, or something like that. He, he might need it to be in a preseason mm -hmm. game, to feel like he's ready to go, to feel like he's playing football again because. You know, otherwise, are you pigeonholing yourself on the first play against the Vikings being a handoff? You know, you do want Joe to have those butter. I mean, I'm not saying Joe's going to get nervous, but you know what I mean, right? So it'll maybe be a little. To... I, I mean, I, I mean, I know he's not known for getting nervous in that viral clip from last year, but coming back from an ACL and I, I would be at least a little nervous. I don't know. I don't think he would admit it, though. I, I think Joe's got nerves of steel, but. You know, well, we'll see what happens there. I, I think there will be a conversation when we talk to Callahan. He said, we'll see what Zach says. We'll see what Mike says. We'll see. Well, he said Mr. Brown. Uh, we'll see what Mr. Brown says. We'll see what Joe says. We'll see what they need. We'll see what we work out. I would be surprised if he plays in the preseason. But on the other hand, the last time Joe 
Burrow said that he wanted to do something that was throwing in OTAs, he did the thing. And the last time we heard from Joe Burrow, he wanted to play in a preseason game if he was fully cleared. And if this is actually fully cleared for all football activities for contact, which is the implication of what Zach Taylor said, well, it is. Yep. Then, you know, potentially preseason is on the table. I will say this, James, I, I looked into this a little bit because Joe Burrow's fully cleared today. If today was the day that it happened, 235 days after the surgery, which, you know, a little bit short of eight months, the, the concern would be a lot of studies have been done on ACL recovery and athletes that returned to play before nine months have a higher incidence of re-injury. Not that I'm saying that I think that this is specific to Joe Burrow where he's had, you know, the best rehab in the world and has done incredible hard work to get there. I don't think this necessarily applies to him, but the, the thing that stood out to me is that the season opener about puts him at that nine month mark. So he, he probably mm-hmm. does get to nine months for the season opener, not necessarily for those preseason games. So, and so that's where maybe yeah. they look at it and they say, yeah, maybe we wait for that season opener. Yeah. You just made the argument. Scrap him. He doesn't need to play in the preseason. I mean, I, look, he's never, he didn't have a preseason last year and, and he was a rookie and he was going in blind with no fans in the weirdest game I've ever covered against the chargers where it was just, uh, it felt like a scrimmage. There was literally nobody in the stands. And, and so that part of it, um, if, you know, if he could overcome that, I think he'll, he'll be able to do this, but without preseason games. Now, will the competitor in him want to be out there? I'm sure. Will he want to get reps with Chase and would it be good, uh, you know, for him to get in sync with T who's gained some speed and all, you know, all this stuff. Absolutely. At the same time, is that worth the risk of eight and a half months being out there versus the nine? Like you mentioned, I would say no, even though he's fully cleared. And, and so, yeah, get all the 11 on 11 work, all the extra practice work, all that stuff. Hell, even go through all of the warmups, right. And, and go through everything like you are starting but then take his helmet right before the game. And, the, you know, the preseason game starts in the first one, August 14th against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't think that he needs to play against Tampa Bay. Let him go hang out with Tom Brady on the sideline. Let him, let him like, right. have some conversations. Talk about their their dental providers and compare teeth. Their accuracy. Maybe. Yeah, their accuracy. Did you see that Brady video? That accuracy. That, that very clearly doctor, actually very well edited. Tom Brady video. That was fun stuff. I, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Joe Burrow do that. The thing I'll say about Tom Brady real quick is I, I've probably said this before. I hate how likable he is. Like I wanted him to be a villain for so long and he's just so good at social media. He's such a likable person that he's just very enjoyable. Yeah, he is. Uh, hey, you know how I feel about Brady, you know, and for those watching on YouTube that are new to the podcast, I love Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. So uh, hopefully Burrow can get a couple pointers from him on the sidelines in a few weeks. Yeah, I love I love James's website because it's like 99% Bengals coverage, 1% literally every Tom Brady headline that, that James likes to talk about. Uh, coming up next, let's let's keep our focus on the Locked On Bengals podcast as on the Bengals as we can. We've got injury updates for you, and they're mostly good news coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing, and even though the NBA Finals have finished, the NFL is almost here. James mentioned it, the preseason, just a few weeks away. And if 
you're one of those people that likes to bet on NFL preseason. Well, I guess bet online is there for you. Otherwise, wait for the regular season when the games really count. Maybe get in on some of those Bengals win total over-unders. Maybe get in on that rookie of the year, comeback player of the year race. Maybe you really like Joe Burrow's odds to be the leader in passing yards in the NFL. All those things are covered for you at betonline.ag. And not only that, they've got a sign-up bonus for you right now. 50% matching your deposit when you sign up at betonline.ag. Go check out all their props, all their bets, all the news, all the odds, and make sure you use promo code LOCKED ON when you sign up to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, James, let's talk injury updates. You were there. What were the headlines? Joe Burrow, good news. We'll continue that good news with DJ Reader. Fully cleared. All systems go. I don't think he's going to be on a pitch count. I don't think they're going to be monitoring him. I think he's just unleashed, unleashed to the beast that is DJ Reader, who only played in five games last season before uh, suffering a torn quad, a really ugly, nasty injury that he's fully recovered from. Another guy that uh, has fully recovered, but they're going to take it a little easier on him, but he is 100% cleared and ready to go. Trey Hopkins in this one, might be more impressive than Joe Burrows. And I know Joe Burrows was more devastating. There was more damage to that left knee. Trey Hopkins tore his ACL in January. <laughs> like literally January 3rd against the Ravens, Trey Hopkins goes down the final week of the season. Just a devastating injury for a starting center. And he's cleared. I think they're going to take their time with him. I wouldn't be shocked if they you know, get him some preseason action later, maybe game two, not week one of the preseason. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be out there. He's fully cleared as well. So those are two big men. Think about it. We're talking about the trenches all offseason, how much time we talked about offensive line, defensive line. So so good news uh, on the interior of both sides. Yeah, I think the DJ Reader stuff is pretty well expected given the timeline, although Rennell Wren will not be ready to go. He's dealing with an injury of some sort. I don't know if it's the same injury, but we'll talk about Wren in a minute. The, the Hopkins stuff was a bit of a surprise, although some connected folks on Twitter, Malik Wright and uh, Paul Daner Jr. were pretty well on it when they said, hey, this interest in other centers is not necessarily an indicator on Trey Hopkins, but instead maybe they need camp bodies. Maybe they're looking for depth. The Austin Reader tryout apparently happening on Monday. We don't know what happened with that tryout. He hasn't signed with the Bengals as of today, but when you compare these guys to the depth on the team, I think that that's where it starts to make sense. Bringing in some competition either for Billy Price or behind Billy Price as the backup, knowing that Billy Price probably won't be back with this team after this year, barring some sort of major transformation in his play and, and the team's attitude toward him. It, it does make sense to see them trying out some other centers, but the Trey Hopkins is, is ready to go was a little bit of a surprise to me. I thought that, you know, he would maybe have to miss a couple weeks, but, but 
fully cleared, even if they have to ease him back in, that's great news for the Bengals. It, it lets them get him ready for week one and get some exposure with the rest of this offensive line as they work toward getting some cohesion going with this new unit. Yeah, and I like that last point you made because to me, how do you feel about Jackson Carmen having Billy Price to his left week one? I mean, Jackson Carmen's such a, a pivotal a part of of this whole not just draft class but this offensive line moving forward and I'm not trying to be mean to Billy Price it's just Trey Hopkins is established and you know what you're getting and even if he's not uh 100% effective I'm not saying healthy but effective coming off of that injury intelligence wise football instincts wise uh leadership wise I know that he's going to probably be able to help Jackson Carmen a bit more as he tries to make his way uh, to the guard spot. So I think that that part, um, it can't be overstated because again, he's a, a big part of the Bengals future. So yeah, I was surprised too that Trey Hopkins, uh, fully cleared already, especially with their, uh, tinkering at the center spot. I mean, Austin Ryder, he's a guy, if you brought him in and he ended up starting week one, it wouldn't be that crazy to me. I think he's a comparable player to Trey Hopkins and, and some would say maybe even better than Hopkins. So if you can still get him, and I don't know how the workout went as we record this, but if you could still get a guy like that, man, now suddenly you do have some depth uh, at a center spot that really felt shallow a few weeks ago when we didn't know if Hopkins was going to be ready. And that's in addition to Trey Hill, their draft pick. It's in addition to Billy Price, who we've talked about, in addition to Lamont Gilliard, who we talked about last week, who they got off of waivers, one of several teams to claim Gilliard. He was in some level of demand. The Bengals had the best priority, and so they get him. And so if Reader, Ryder, ends up signing, then that's additional center depth. It, it might mean that some of these guys are going to work at some of the guard spots as well. That's a very frequent thing that you see with centers coming out of college, especially young guys working at guard early in their career. Very common thing. But it wasn't all good news, right, James? I mean, uh, a few players that are still dealing with injuries, most notably Wyatt Hubert, the Bengals' seventh-round pick, Kansas State edge rusher, has been lost for the year most likely, likely with a pectoral injury. So that one is the biggest bummer. And, and there's a few other things that look kind of minor by comparison, but never nice to lose two players to torn pecs. And it just what is it with this team? And torn pectorals, it seems like every year one of these young guys deals with a torn pectoral. And, you know, you wish the best for Wyatt Hubert in his recovery, but it can't be good for a seventh round pick to lose his rookie year. No, it sucks because I actually think he was one of these outlier seventh round picks that had a shot to make the team. And it was going to be fun to watch him specifically in week three of the preseason, right? Try to earn a roster spot. I could already see it where he's hustling downfield for Darren Simmons group and, you know, trying to make a tackle or two uh, at the end of that week three game. And, and you, you just, it, it didn't, it's not going to happen. So it's unfortunate. And you're, you're not alone in thinking that I got a lot of tweets uh, when I shot that out there about the pectoral issues. Uh, now I will say because Hubert, the list he was placed on, this happened away from the Bengals facilities. It's not like he reported for camp and was lifting at, you know, with Bengals strength and conditioning coaches and tore it. So I just want to make that clear because I don't think this – I think it's bad luck. I don't think it's the Bengals anything. And there was just some chatter about that on social media, so I figured I'd put that to bed. Uh, a couple other rookies, yeah. Cam Sample dealing with a little bit of a hamstring. Sounded minor. We'll see, though, because hamstrings can linger. And Puka Williams, who I know is a big fan favorite, 
was sick, so he's placed on the illness list. But uh, it was just a, a sickness, and I think he's going to be on the field Tuesday when the rookies and the quarterbacks get back out there. So for the most part, outside of the Hubert injury, nothing too crazy. And, and one more quick note, because I thought Drew Christman might be able to push Kevin Huber a bit. Uh, the punt job is Kevin Huber's, because Drew Christman out for the next couple of weeks with a hand injury. And uh, look, holding was going to be such a big part of what he was doing. Maybe he heard it trying to simulate the, you know, the holds for um, for Evan McPherson, you know, the kicker who's obviously uh, going to be a big part of special teams this year. But whatever the case is, he hurt his hand. And, and so now Kevin Huber in the driver's seat to start and be the Bengals punter. Get this, Jake, for a 13th consecutive season. Man, that's, a, that's quite a tenure for Kevin Huber. I do wonder, you know, we'll see if Chrisman can get healthy quick enough. Maybe there's still some sort of punting competition. But before we started recording, I said, you know, this, this effectively ends the yeah. punting competition conversation. If there was, as you pointed out, a competition in the first place. The last one to note, we've known about this one, I guess, for a few days as well. Vernell Wren, did we get any? I didn't see anything about this. Did we hear anything more specific about what his injury is? Uh, we didn't. I think it's still partially the quad, okay. you know, and him coming back from that. But it's he's close. He's more of like a day to day. I wouldn't be shocked if he's out there for uh, for Saturday's practice, right? When fans are going to be in the stands. Now, I might be over simplifying it, and it might take a little longer. But Zach Taylor didn't seem too concerned about it. Well, that's good news. You you like it when your coaches aren't too concerned about things. I'm sure they're very excited to have Sam Hubbard's extension done. And it sounds like they're working on Jesse Bates. We'll talk about Hubbard's extension and another minor move the Bengals made on Monday coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Look, rockauto.com is the best place to go if you need car parts, truck parts, van parts. There's nothing worse than having unreliable transportation. And I've used rockauto.com. It's convenient. It's easy. And best of all, you're going to save time and money. You go to rockauto.com, check out all their different parts for whatever vehicle you drive, whether you drive a Toyota Corolla like me, maybe you drive a a Mercedes-Benz, an Audi. It doesn't matter. It could be something as simple as windshield washer fluid, or maybe you need a fuel pump or something like that where it's a little more in-depth. They got it all at rockauto.com and you're going to save 30 50 even 60 percent compared to those big box stores so check them out right now rockauto.com see all the parts available for your car or truck be sure to write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com this locked on podcast is brought to you by home chef now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down how are your resolutions coming one of mine was to order less takeout cook more at home but i'll be honest i haven't been consistent that is until i found home chef home chef provides fresh ingredients and chef designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Well, James, we've made it through our advertisements, our first YouTube advertisements, looking into the camera. That was a little <laughs> awkward for me. How did it feel for you? I mean, it was like, am I supposed to be listening and, and paying close attention to your to your ad read and reacting? Because I, I tried at one point, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I, uh, it, it was a little different. Um, maybe we'll, hey, we'll, we'll talk about this on the phone. Maybe we'll have to double dip. Remember when we first started, when, when I joined, locked on again or rejoin whatever you want to say and we were co-hosts together uh the first month or two we did 30 seconds and 30 seconds of ad reads and we would split the oh, ad read yeah. who knows maybe we'll have to do that again maybe we'll get fancy again who knows i totally forgot fancy. that we did that that um that's some work that's some work but jake's like no hell no we're not doing that. yeah i don't know <laughs> This is already complicated enough, man, trying to deal with because we're, we're recording the audio. We got the video going. We're trying to do it in one take. It's uh, this is different. Look for at us. Jake folding under us. the pressure. I'm not folding. Man. I'm just saying it's different. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We, we've we've done 22 minutes of a, of a podcast and you're saying I'm folding. We, we've made it 22 way. minutes. Come on. If, if you've made it this far, even if you're listening and not watching and you haven't subscribed to Locked On Bengals on YouTube yet, what the hell are you doing? I mean, just go there and hit subscribe real quick. I know you got a YouTube. We know. So come on now. What well, We're hinting at it enough. Yeah, that's good. Just beat them over the head with it. Just tell them that's the right, thing that yeah. we want them to do, which is to go to YouTube.com, find the Locked On Bengals YouTube channel, and and hit that. What do they say? Like, the bell is up there or something. I don't know how to do YouTube yet. We'll figure it out later. Just subscribe to the podcast. Let's talk about Sam Hubbard's contract. Four years, $40 million. You, you include the last year of his rookie deal. It works out to be about $8.5 million per year, which is somewhere in the, the mid-30s, I think, in terms of APY. If you, do, if you go with the $10 million per year, I mentioned this yesterday. I think it's 26th, 27th in the NFL I talked about this a lot yesterday, James. You didn't have an opportunity to do so. This is a guy that is is a pretty key part, clearly, to the Bengals' vision for the for the defense, and he's willing to move around, do a whole lot of things. What what are the big takeaways for you with this very expected extension? The first thing is culture, right? And, and maybe it's not what I should refer to, but the reason it was expected is because I think he fits what the Bengals want to do from a culture standpoint. He's this guy that comes in every day, busts his ass, he's going to be a leader, and yeah, he's going to be productive when healthy specifically, right? I mean, hell, he had 14 and a half sacks going into last season, and um, while a lot of those might have been cleanup stuff and things like that, he, he's going to work extremely hard. Now, is he going to be this crazy dominant edge? No, I don't think so, and so when you say 27th paid edge. Well, that's before Chandler Jones gets paid. That's before the cap goes, you know? And so I think this contract's going to look pretty reasonable and, and it's about right. You know, if it was 13 million or 14 million, I'd be like, oh, I'd make a face 10 million per again, given the context that we have right now. And cause we don't have all the details, as you mentioned earlier, I like it. You know, I think it's fine. I don't think it's going to hurt them or prevent them from doing anything they need to do. Uh, to the defensive line specifically or really anywhere else. So you keep a guy that you homegrown 
that you you drafted, that you developed, that has been productive. And he's really good against the run, by the way. I wanted to wait till the end because I think a lot of people know that he's one of the better uh, run stoppers on the edge. And this is that's one of the, the main things this defense just couldn't do and still can't really do uh, as of now is stop the run. And, and we'll see if they can do that this season. But But overall, I liked it. Now, I do think it's kind of funny that people are like, oh, why did you extend Hubbard before Bates? Well, because Hubbard's much, much easier to extend than Jesse Bates. And, and I think that that's why uh, the Bengals said, all right, let's get this done. We want to get Bates done, but but Hubbard's just sitting there. Why not Why not clean this up, get him done, and see what we can do with Bates before uh, now, between now and the, the start of the regular season? Yeah, Bates obviously is the priority now. But Hubbard, the one angle that I didn't talk about yesterday that I guess hasn't come up, and, and it kind of came to mind when you were saying it was easier to get it done, with Hubbard is, you know, the hometown angle. He wanted to play for the Bengals. And of course, he's going to say yeah. this after he signed the contract. But I, I kind of believe him. You know, this is a team that he watched growing up. He said, I didn't want to play for anyone else. He wanted to be here. So good for him, it, especially assuming that's true, which I kind of do think it it's probably true. He's getting to play for his hometown team and he, he got an extension from his hometown team. So he, he got generational money and he gets to do it by playing for the team that he watched growing up. So Good for Sam Hubbard, like I said yesterday, wishing him all the best this season, both for his personal reasons and to help the Bengals' defense because they uh, they certainly could use a little bit of help. Yeah, yeah, they they absolutely could, and it, it is it is funny you mentioned the hometown thing. So many players that that get drafted their hometown, some either fold under the pressure or don't want to do that because you run into the same people and you're in the same circles and stuff, while others. They thrive in it, and I think Sam's one of those guys. I mean, I never heard a bad word about him. Cincinnati's not a big place, right? And I, I haven't heard anything bad about Sam Hubbard. And uh, and I know people at Moeller High School, obviously. I, I called games and stuff for them, and, yeah, I, everyone has good things to say. So so good for him, good for the Bengals. Uh, and hopefully he has a big season. Maybe that double-digit digit sack season that uh, you didn't think was happening last year, maybe it's this year, Jake. What do you think? I'm trying to be positive, James. Why, why you got to do this to me, man? Come on. A sack per million bucks. It's it's happening. I, I'll say, all right, fine. Over, under. Let's just do this. Over, under, seven and a half right now. Under. Wow. Over, under, five and a half. That's a lot closer. I'll take over there because I think like six okay. to seven is is like a fair range for him. And so if Hubbard gives you seven sacks in each of the next four years and is really good against the run and brings all those intangibles, I feel like it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I mean, you compare it to Michael Johnson, who had one really good pass rushing season for the Bengals, was mostly a really good run defender and like an okay pass rusher. Very, very similar, I think, in terms of inflation of, of inflation uh, adjusted dollars. And so... That would be the comparison I would make that that would make a, a lot of sense for Bengals fans, minus the the free compensatory third round pick from the big deal Michael Johnson got from the Bucks. Yeah. Oh Lord, those are the days. Those are the days. You, you worried about this Bates deal getting done? No, I mean I did see the the language that Duke Tobin used, and I made a joke about it on Twitter. He said, you know, we'll see if we can get it done. You know, we'll see. And it's just like, oh, come on, Duke. Why you got to be like that? Be like, yeah, we're really prioritizing getting the Jesse Bates extension done. And that's all we can say about it. You know, we're, we're working on it, which is essentially all he's saying. But 
I, I don't like the we'll see if it gets done. Come on, man. You don't have to be like that. You use nicer words. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like it, to me, does the Jamal Adams deal and it seems like that's going to get done based on what I, I saw over the weekend. Is that going to impact Jesse at all? Like, are they in the same realm? Because Jamal Adams is a bigger star. More people know Jamal Adams, the name. But player-wise, it's probably semi-close. And, and, and I know Bates was lower in, like, the executive rankings and stuff like that. But if I'm Bates' representation, I want to be right in line with that, that Adams deal. So if you're the Bengals, do you want to beat that deal? If you're Bates, do you want to wait and see? Because the Seahawks have to extend Jamal Adams. They just they gave up too much not to. Yeah. So that's going to get done. And, and so I don't know if the Bengals give a damn about that, but that's, that's something that I've uh, – monitored and thought about a bit. I will say this. While you were busy eating mock turtle soup today, there were some headlines out of Seattle that said that the Seahawks and Jamal Adams are not close. He will show up really? at camp even if an extension gets done. But yeah, the, the most recent news is that oh, they are not that. close. So wow. I, it is going to be interesting to see how that pans out. I, I don't know that it necessarily impacts Jesse Bates. I think He's, he's better for, at his position than Sam Hubbard is at his position, but I don't expect Jesse right. Bates to reset the safety market necessarily. I think he could come in near the top end, which would be like 16 to $18 million per year, which is still a, a lot of money in the current NFL. But you think about the fact that a lot of folks are expecting, myself included, expecting the cap to go up like 50% to $300 million in just a couple of years. And if the cap goes up 50% and, and you get a big deal now, it's going to look reasonable when NFL teams are making an extra hundred million, hundred plus million dollars a year from TV money coming in on the new TV deal that has money kicking in in the very near future. So I just don't see any reason not to get it done. I, I think that you look back at, you know, the, the last deals that didn't get done for the Bengals that you would have liked them to do. William Jackson, Carl Lawson, neither of them get extensions or injuries confounding things there. There's, you know, how is Carl Lawson going to be a three down player, but a lot of injuries going on there. Jesse Bates, on the other hand, is like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a captain. He he hasn't had major injury issues. He's ascending by, by most accounts. He looks like a, a star center fielder. So I don't really see any reason why it wouldn't get done. The Bengals do generally do a pretty good job of extending their guys. And I think Jesse Bates will be one of them. Yeah. It, the key, the reason you have to do it, right. And have to, they don't necessarily have to. If Bates is asking for 22 million, you do it. No, anyway. no. 22 million. You, you got to keep I, your see, good players. It, but that, so that's the point is they drafted so bad for that stretch that when you get a Hubbard hit, when you get Jesse Bates hit, you just got to keep them. Cause if you're going to build and get to where you want it again, 11 to 15, when they went to the playoffs for five straight years, what did they do? It, all that just went back to back to back and they just had solid draft after solid draft and it worked out. And so, yeah, you can't lose the guys that you get right, especially if you've drafted poorly. Um, 22 million. I don't think they would go there. I think they'd, they'd be like, all right, well, we have the franchise tag next year. Thanks, Jesse. But I also, I think he'll be a little bit more reasonable because, again, it's not a hometown thing, but Jesse's a family guy, and I'm not saying he's going to take a discount, but $18 million, lock it up now per year, let's say on average, versus wait and potentially get $22, 25000000 in a couple of years from now. It sounds good. His family's from Fort Wayne. 
He can drive there. It's about three hours. I think that part matters a little bit to him too. So, you know, unless the Colts come calling, it uh, I think it makes a lot of sense, and this is uh, this is a good spot for him, both both professionally and personally. His agent likes to get his clients market setting money, though. So there is that I know. factor. And, we'll, and that's we'll have that to see how the, that goes. The one concern, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, we'll probably find out something about Jesse Bates, who I imagine wants to remain a Cincinnati Bengal in the coming days. The other minor note today, the Bengals sign former XFL wide receiver Reese Horn. He was teammates with Jaquez Patrick in the XFL. You can go check out James's conversation with Patrick from last week. And friend I of imagine, the show. Friend of the show. There you go. Friend I of imagine, the show. I imagine this will be a camp body it could have something to do. Oh, there's the other injury we forgot to talk about, James. Uh, depth, depth wide receiver whose name Trent Taylor. Is that right? No, that was. Is that right? Oh, no, you're talking about Riley Lease. Riley you're talking Lease. about the undrafted. Yeah, I forgot about him from Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I know James wanted to get another word in there. Reese Horn joins the Bengals depth chart at wide receiver, probably just for the preseason, but you always wish these guys luck. It's always fun to find a diamond in the rough. We'll see if Reese Horn is one of those until next time. Bengals fans. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for suffering through this exploratory exercise for James and myself. We'll only get better with experience and with time. And until next time, who day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.